Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to my first episode. I'm super excited if you have joined. So I'm here to talk about my experience as a pediatric speech therapist in early intervention. So not all early intervention systems are alike and not every job that you take is going to be set up in this way. So definitely keep in mind that it varies state by state and it also varies job by job. So I'm going to get into what I do. So I do early intervention speech therapy. What early intervention is, is the birth to three year program. So I typically see kids around the age of two who go to their two year well checkup. And if they are not meeting their speech and language developmental milestones, a doctor will refer them for early intervention testing. It's a wonderful, wonderful program. In our state, it is called BabyNet, but it is not called the same in every state. So I live in the beautiful state of South Carolina, and if you hear me referring to BabyNet, that's what I mean is the early intervention system in South Carolina. It's also not a well-known fact that you do not need a doctor's referral to see if you qualify for early intervention system the early intervention system. So an early interventionist will come out to your home and will test for speech and language as well as gross and fine motor and or feeding concerns that a parent has. Based on those test scores, the early interventionist will determine whether or not that child will qualify for early intervention. Again, most doctors refer to the early intervention program. However, you do not need a doctor's referral. So if you take your toddler to the doctor and you're up to date with speech and language milestones, what a toddler should be doing, or you have another child, and in your mom gut, you feel like my child needs a little bit extra help with their speech and language. And even if your pediatrician says, no, they don't, you could say, mm, no, thank you. I still have concerns. And research shows that the earlier you start, the better success outcome that you will have. So you can seek out your own services through early intervention. All right, guys. Well, now that I'm on that soapbox, I am just going to go through and kind of tell you what it looks like for me day to day as a travel speech therapist. So I do not have an office that I work out of. I work strictly out of my car and my home. So what I like to do is rotate my toys every month. So I have a nice closet in my house that has all my speech and language materials. And then guess what? I just keep it in the trunk of my car. I've posted on my Amazon storefronts, pretty fabulous bags that I use. Um, they're super embarrassing, but I actually have a rolly bag because if you work with two-year-olds, you need to constantly be pulling out toys, have lots of new fresh ideas. These toddlers are wild and I need to keep them busy. So there's no shame in my game. I have my rolly bag in the truck of my car and some other fabulous bags that I bring with me. 90% of the clients that I see are at daycares and about 10% I see within their home. And the reason why I like the daycares the most is because I can maximize my time. So I am a contract therapist. That means I only get paid per kid I see. A perk of that is that I get paid more hourly than I did when I was a salary employee. However, if a kid is not able to make their speech and language appointment, then I am not getting paid for that hour. So if I'm working in a daycare that I can schedule 
three children back to back and then I don't have drive time in between those kids because I also do not get paid for driving. So I really like working in those daycares. And that that being said, I make sure that I'm taking lots of videos that I'm reporting to the parent after each session because what a parent does at home is crucial to their, the child's success. So I will go drive. I drop my kids off school and then I will go drive to a daycare. Specifically today, I went to a daycare and I saw three kids back to back. It was fabulous. Um, all three of these children are around the same age. So it's really nice that I have the materials geared towards their age. If you are just starting out as a travel speech therapist and you have the ability to say yes or no to referrals, and this is dependent on your company. Some companies will say you're taking this kid and some companies say, are you able to take this kid? I'm fortunate that the company that I work at right now says, can you take this kid? And I was super selective about my territory because I knew that I would not be getting paid for driving. So make sure that if you are able to choose your territory, you wait, be patient. The kids will come use daycares that you already see kids at or daycares that are very close to your and within your territory and very close to your home. Definitely recommend it. So I saw three kids at one daycare. Then I had a very nice little lunch break, went home, walked my dog, and then I went into another toddler's home and I saw her for one hour. And then after that, I drove to a camp where I saw my last kid. So I was able to see five kids, five hours worth of children, five different kids in the time frame of seven hours, which is a great way that I maximize my time as a travel therapist. And now I'm sitting here recording my podcast and guess what? My notes, my soap notes, my daily notes are already complete. And the way that I do this is that I have a little travel iPad and it's attached. It attaches to a keyboard magnetically and I am able to write up my note within the last three minutes of that session. I'm not able to write full three month summaries in my sessions just because that would take away from the time of doing direct therapy, but I'm able to give the child a toy to play with and boom, write my note within the last couple minutes of my session. So I usually at the end of my day, if I'm able to make sure all my notes are written within the last couple minutes of the session, it is such a time saver because those notes add up. And then at the end of the day, I get the kids mixed up. Did so-and-so do this? So if I write it within the session, it absolutely maximizes my time and I'm able to do it like that. Another thing that I really, really like about travel therapy is being the first one. I'm typically the first one to work with these kids. So it's almost like a fresh slate. Now that can be tricky to navigate if the child has certain medical conditions or certain diagnoses that have gone undiagnosed. So I can typically tell if a child has autism right from the get-go. If you are a fellow speech therapist, you know exactly what I'm talking about or another travel speech therapist, you will able to be to pick up on that. And it is tricky navigating that as a new therapist and telling parents to get testing done for different genetic concerns and or neurological conditions like autism. So that also comes with the territory of being a travel speech therapist. Another thing that is important to note when you are thinking about a job in home health or if you're considering being a travel 
therapist is that we are working in these clients homes and daycares and so I worked in some pretty amazing homes and some pretty amazing daycares and on the flip side I've worked in some homes that haven't been as clean and some daycares that haven't been as clean as I like so that is definitely something to consider um, it's not something that I choose to let bother me and things that I do that help is I will bring a yoga mat or I will bring a blanket or something comfortable to sit down that provides a barrier between me and the home, but I never, ever, ever want to make a family feel bad or a daycare feeling feel bad. So I make sure that they might think that I'm comfortable um, and that this is something that I do for everyone. So I definitely don't want to single it out, but that is something to consider when you're choosing your daycare, what, what excuse me, when you're choosing your territory, what daycares and what type of homes are within your territory and that will kind of be based upon the clients that you see. Um, so I hope that you find this helpful and you know something to consider again is that you are going into people's homes, you're transporting your own materials or toys to go see them, you are using your car typically. Um, I know some companies will provide a car, however I use my personal car to drive to and from so those are some things to consider. So I know I've kind of gone on and on about what it's like to be a travel speech therapist, but I want to consider the flip side. If you are a parent who is trying to get your child an early intervention, let's answer some questions about what it is. So what early intervention is, it's for children ages, obviously birth to three, like I discussed earlier, that's available in every single state, and this is under federal law. And even in some states, the early intervention programs may continue until the child is five. So what it is, it's families and professionals, and that includes audiologists, speech language pathologists, physical therapists, and occupational therapists. They're part of an early intervention team, and they help children develop skills like cognitive skills, communication skills, physical and sensory skills, social and emotional skills, adaptive or self-help skills, like eating, bathing, and dressing. So know a child doesn't need help in every single aspect, but what they do is they determine where, what area of needs your child needs help with. And then they will find therapists according to what needs and demands your child has. So it's obviously different for each child and family depending on the child's needs and the family's priorities. The most important step is to start early. So how does a parent start early? Healthcare providers, parents, childcare, teachers, social workers are just some of the people who can refer to early intervention. However, parents can do it completely on their own. You do not need a doctor's referral. I know I said that before, but I just really, really want to reiterate it, that even if your doctor says no, you can still seek out early intervention services. So you can ask your child's pediatrician, or you can call your state department, you can reach out to the Parent Training and Information Center in your state, or you can visit the Early Childhood Technical Assistance Center, and that's a state-by-state -state contact page. So what happens once your child is referred for early intervention? So after your child is referred to your local early intervention program, a service coordinator, aka an early interventionist, will meet with you and your child to get some information and explain the next steps. So that's kind of just dipping the toes in the water. They will come and interview you. They're not gonna test your child directly, but they're just gonna reach out to see what concerns you have. In some states and in some, some programs are still doing this virtually, so that can just be something as easy as a phone call. So based on that, 
simple stuff. If your child is eligible for services, then more testing will be needed. So then the early interventionist will give your child more testing. And then based on that testing, they will see what area of needs your child needs some help with. So for example, if your child had difficulty with gross motor, based on the early interventionist test or the service coordinator's test, then they will seek out a physical therapist to come and do a physical therapy evaluation. Also the same with speech language pathology. So the early interventionist is not necessarily giving a whole test of language, but just seeing which area of need the child needs further testing in. So, and this is obviously going to happen in your language that you speak, which is crucial. Um, and then if your child qualifies, if that professional says, okay, this child does have a delay, let's get services, then that therapist or um, specialist will come to your child's home or daycare, depending on the therapist schedule and your child's schedule and work with that child. Typically, I see kids for 60 minutes one time a week, depending on how severe I've seen kids twice a week for 60 minutes. So early intervention really is such a wonderful program. And then they can also help when the child gets past the age of three. So once Typically, once my children are around two and a half, maybe a little bit older, then the early interventionist works with the family, and each state has a program called Child Find, where if the child needs services past the age of three, then they can go through the public school system, and the early interventionist is there working with the parents, teaching them how to take all the steps, fill out the paperwork, and the list goes on and on. So I know I've been here on my soapbox talking about early intervention. I hope that I have answered most of everyone's questions, whether or not you're a parent or you're a speech therapist thinking about going into early intervention. I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you guys wanted to discuss any other topics, get my opinion on anything, find some evidence-based research, I am here to help. Please email all your questions to slpcarriecoy. It's C-A-R-R-I-E. C-O-Y at gmail.com. I am here for all your pediatric speech and language needs. Thank you for listening and you guys have a great day.